Good morning, uh, UECP. Today we're gonna look at the life of Saul, okay, in 1 Samuel chapter 9 to 10. And my title for today's message is Do Things Happen in Our Life by Chance? Diba? Do Things Happen in Our Life by Chance? And ang mainit na topic ngayon, okay, is of course the upcoming elections, yung mga president. You know, and if you look at the past presidents, okay, um, a lot of times we don't agree with who the president becomes and we're not happy. Okay, and sometimes we just say, you know, it just happened or it's by chance that yun yung nalalong president. And this coming elections, we have uh, five who are uh, popular or were invited to the Jessica Soho interview, di ba? But of course, we know that Marcos did not, uh, hindi siya nagpa-interview. Then may Robredo, may Isco, may Pacquiao, may Lacson. Okay, and we don't know who will win. Okay, but for people who don't believe in Jesus, don't believe in God, Oftentimes, when a person wins an election, we say, nalalo siya because by chance, it was uh, good luck, okay? it was by circumstances. But I would like to say that things do not happen by chance. Okay? As Christians, we believe things uh, do not happen by chance, but it happens by God's calling and design. Things happen according to the plan of God. But since we don't know what is God's plan or God's design, then we have to do our part. Okay? We have to vote wisely pa rin. We have to study the candidates who are uh, the best ones. And we vote not according to popularity, but we vote according to to our conscience and according to God's standards. Today, <clears throat> we're going to look at Saul's life. You know, Saul is, um, if you look here uh, later, we're going to look at chapter 9 and give you some background on what Saul was doing in his life before he became king. In, in 1 Samuel 9, verse 2 to 4, it says, Kish had a, had a son named Saul, and as handsome a young man as he could, as could be found anywhere in Israel. And he was a head taller than anyone else. Now the donkeys belonging to Saul's father Kish were lost. And Kish said to his son Saul, Take one of the servants with you and go and look for the donkeys. So he passed through the hill country of Ephraim and through the uh, area around uh, Shalisha, but they did not find them. They went on into the district of Sha'alim, but the donkeys were not there. So then he passed through the territory of Benjamin, but they did not find them. That was all he was doing, trying to find the missing animal or the missing donkey of his father. And yet, uh, on that day, he ended up being found by the prophet Samuel. And Samuel said, Saul, you're the next king. You're the next king. 
Then in 1 Samuel 9 verse 14, uh, this is what happened. Uh, they went up to the town, and as they were entering it, there was Samuel, the prophet, coming toward them on his way up to the high place. And now the day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed this to the prophet Samuel. About this time tomorrow, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin. Anoint him. Anoint him ruler over my people Israel, and he will deliver them from the hand of the Philistines. I have looked on my people for their cry has reached me. Then in chapter 10, verse 24, Samuel said to all the people, Do you see the man the Lord has chosen? There is no one like him among all the people. Can you imagine uh, the life of Saul? He was just out uh, trying to look for his father's donkeys. Then he ends up being challenged by Samuel and said, you're the man. You're the next king. You're the next king. And of course, when things happen like that, most people say, wow, ang suerte, ang galing, no? Um, good, ang lucky mo. No, you're a lucky man. Okay, but as Christians, we believe things happen by God's design, and it is by God's divine appointment that soul on that day met the prophet Samuel. And this was by God's design. You see, God had the plan all along that Saul was to be the king that the Israelites were asking for. In the same way, if you look at your own life, it's not by chance that you heard the gospel. It's not by luck that you are attending UECP. And it's not by chance you are working at your current job, and it's not by accident that you're mer married you know, to your wife today. As Christians, we believe things happen not by chance, but by God's calling and design. And to be honest, if I were in Saul's shoes, I wouldn't understand what's happening. Now, I would have doubts, right? We would have doubts. If, example, you're walking along Benavides or Masangkay, then you meet a person that you don't know, and he tells you, oh, Will Joe, ikaw na yung next president ng Philippines. Diba? What would you think? Uh, this guy is crazy. Diba? This guy, you know, sino ba to? Why would he say I would be the next president? But one thing we have to keep in our minds and in our hearts is God is never wrong. God is never wrong. I'll show you uh, in verse, uh, in chapter 10, verse 1 to 6, you look at uh, what uh, God told Samuel to tell Saul. Okay? You look at the specific things that the prophet Samuel is going to tell Saul. In verse 1 of chapter 10, it says, Then Samuel took a flask of olive oil, he poured it on Saul's head and kissed him, and saying, has not the Lord anointed you ruler over his inheritance? Sabi niya, when you leave me today, you will meet two men near Rachel's tomb. No, at Zelza on the border of Benjamin, they will say to you, no, pati yung words, no, uh, Samuel is telling Saul, ito yung sasabihin sa'yo, the donkeys you set out to look for have been found. And now your father has stopped thinking about them and is worried about you. 
he is asking, what shall I do about my son? <clears throat> then you will go on from there until you reach the great tree of Tabor. Then, anong makikita niya? Three men going up to worship God at Bethel will meet you there. Then one will be carrying three young goats, tatlong young goats, another three loaves of bread, and another a skin of wine. They will greet you and offer you two loaves of bread, which you will accept from them. After that, you will go to Gibeah of God, where there is a Philistine outpost. And as you approach the town, you will meet a procession of prophets coming down from the high place with no, lyres, timbrels, pipes, and harps. So may quartet. No, may meet siyang quartet being played before them, and they will be prophesying. The Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you, and you will prophesy with them, and you will be changed into a different person. Okay, so Samuel is telling Saul that God will change his heart. According to uh, Dr. Hugh Ross, which is... Uh, He's an astrophysicist. He said, for the probability of all of the events that were mentioned in verse 2 to 6 in chapter 10, na lahat yan mangyayari, in order, ha? in order, okay, is uh, 1 in 8 million ang probability. 1 in 8 million. And it happened in that order. That means, that it is not by chance. Now, God is never wrong, and it is only a sovereign God who can orchestrate the necessary events with such precise timing and accuracy. Sometimes kasi we don't see it. No? We like to attribute the things that happen in our life to chance or to luck or to circumstance or because of our own hard work. But if you really sit down and you look back at your life, you will see that it was God orchestrating things in a manner for His glory. You see, we can trust God and His plans for our life because God is never wrong. I want us to remember that. Maybe you're saying, why is this happening in my life? Bakit? You know, my, I'm suffering the past two years of COVID. My, my work is not good. No, uh, maybe you got retrenched. Maybe you got COVID. You spent a lot in the hospital. Your family members died. I don't know no, the answers there. But what I know and what we can see from the Bible today is God is never wrong. So how do we confirm God's call for our life today? How do you know if God is calling you or leading you to a ministry or to a change in work or to remain in your current work? Okay. As a pastor, this is what I always tell um, the young people who ask me, you know, what is God's will for my life? Okay. I'll tell you, you can confirm God's call you know, uh, in your life through three, three factors you. First, uh, through your friends, through your pastor, and through God's Word. Now, these things don't have to happen in any order, okay? But what I always tell uh, the young people who ask me, what is God's will for my life? 
you go ask a true friend. No? You ask, no? um, ito bang gagawin ko? You know, is this something that you see that I am fitted for this? And your friend will tell you the truth. No? He will say, I don't think moving to another job, you know, a higher pay is the right thing for you. And he or she will tell you why. Diba? Or you go to your pastor and you ask him or ask her, And she will confirm and pray for you and give you the insights. And of course, lastly, you go to God's Word. So for me, if your friends, your pastors, and God's Word all give you the same answer, for me, that is already God's confirmation that you have to follow His will. That you have to follow His will. But the most important principle when you are confirming God's call is don't have selective selective listening wherein ang gusto mo lang pakinggan yung gusto mo but as we ask God as we confirm God's call in our life you have to have an open heart and listen listen with the intent of following and obeying God you see when Saul and Samuel no okay uh, what Saul and Samuel had were not chance conversations, but it was planned by God. See, no one expected Saul to be king. Even Saul didn't know he was to be king. But God knew. God knew. And it was God's choice. God's choice. So I just want to remind all of us that God is working in our everyday life, but we have to open our eyes. Kailangan buksan natin, mata natin, and see God working in our everyday life. One thing I've learned in ministry, don't underestimate God and what He can do. Don't underestimate Him. He can change any person He wants and you will be amazed and left in awe because God is really in control. And always choose to be gracious to everyone, no matter what they have done in the past, Because what or what they have done to you, because God can change anyone. Open your eyes every day and choose to see God at work in your everyday life. Again, nothing happens by chance. Instead, everything happens according to God's uh, design. Then, you know, a soul, he also received his mission in life. And his mission was to be king. His mission. In the same way, all of us here today on earth, we also have a mission. And our mission is to make disciples of all the nations. And yes, to make disciples, there must be a cost. It must cost us something. It must cost us something. I'll share to you a story. Once there was a farmer... No, who was up in the hill. And when he looked down, you know, there were his friends, the farmers. They were um, doing their farming no, dun sa baba. Okay? And when he looked to the sea, he saw there were big waves forming. Okay? And it was coming nearer and nearer. And he knew na yung mga friends niya sa baba were hard at work and they, were not, they did not see No, hindi nila nakikita na parating na yung mga waves. So, anong ginawa ng farmer sa taas? 
okay? He took a torch, okay? He lit his own uh, own hut on fire. Yung bahay niya, no? Tinorch niya. Lahat ng pagkain uh, and gamit nandoon tinorch niya. So that when his house was on fire and he rang the bell of the town, nakita ng mga farmers sa baba, oy, bahay ni Wiljo nasusunog na. So they all ran up to help put out the fire. So when all the farmers down there came up and was trying to put out the fire in the uh, farmer's house and they looked at the sea, the, sea wa- the waves of the sea came rushing in and all the crops there sa baba were destroyed. Were destroyed. So what's, what's the lesson there? The neighbor, the farmer, no? on the top of the hill, he sacrificed everything he had to save the lives of his friends down there. My friends, that is discipleship. Discipleship must cost us something. And that is my question to us. As a church, you know, we want to become a disciple-making church. We want to make disciples. And as we follow God's mission that we have to make disciples, my question is, is it costing you something or wala? If it's not costing you anything, maybe you're not doing anything. My friends, God changed the heart of soul in the same way God can change our heart or He has changed our hearts. You see, God uh, changed soul's heart and this was said in the Bible in uh, verse 9. It says, A soul uh, turned to leave Samuel, God changed soul's heart and all these signs were fulfilled that day. What does that mean? God changed soul's heart. It means um, it's, it's the same thing that happens to us when we come to ex- accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. God would change your heart, that you would learn to see uh, the things uh, of the Bible, you would learn to see the things of God, you will learn to have a love for God. Okay? When God changes your heart, it doesn't mean a physical transplant, tatanggalin na heart mo, ilalagay na heart na hindi. But it's a spiritual rebirth. That when God changes your heart, you will change from being a selfish person to becoming a selfless one. And in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, we are a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. My friends, also, I just want to um, teach us that in this 1 Samuel 10, one thing that we can... uh, apply in our life is let God do the promoting. And I think this is so hard. For, uh, even for lalo na sa mga younger generation. No? The younger generation, uh, we, we want to be promoted. Diba? But God chose to promote Samuel to be the king. But we see this. We live in a time where we feel we need to promote ourselves. Diba? Diba, ganun yun eh. Pag hindi ka nagpakitang gilas sa work, 
You don't ask for promotion. You don't ask for salary increase. Minsan wala nangyayari, di ba? But today, I'm gonna teach us something else is let God do the promoting. It doesn't mean you don't aspire to be the boss. You don't aspire to be a leader, a servant leader. You don't aspire for a higher position or a higher pay. No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm trying to say is, let God do the promoting. And what does it mean when I say let God do the promoting? What I'm saying is, wait for your time. Okay? Uh, I mean, that is what people always say. Wait for your time. But what I want to say is, wait for God's time. Now, that's number one. Let God do the promoting. It means, let, uh, let's wait for God's time. Okay? So what are we to do as we wait for God's time? As we wait for God's time, then continue to be faithful in your walk with God. Continue to build your roots down uh, into God's Word and continue to mature in your walk with Him so that when your time comes, you will be ready. So after waiting for God's time, you have to trust in God's timing. Because in God's perfect time, things will happen. We just have to fix our eyes on the price. Okay? And third, obey His will. Obey. Some would say, I have been at my job for 10 years. No? Walang promotion, minimal salary increase. Should I move? My answer is, I don't know. No? Because... I'm not God, and I don't know. It's your life. But instead, I would tell the person, seek God. Ask God. Use the wisdom God has given you. Seek God's will and His mission in your life. And use the three things. No? Wait for God's time. Trust in His timing. And obey His will. Let God do the promoting. And COVID has taught uh, us that everything is fleeting. Everything is meaningless. Okay? But what matters should be God, our family, our work, and ministry. So my friends, let's keep our life ano, uh, simple. Keep our life focused and keep ourselves healthy. Lastly, at the end, it's still God's choice. Now we have to trust that God will choose according to His plan. In 1 Samuel 10, verse 17, downwards, it says, Samuel summoned the people of Israel to the Lord at Mishpah and said to them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I brought Israel up out of Egypt. And I delivered you from the power of Egypt and all the kingdoms that oppress you. But you have now rejected your God, who saves you out of all your disasters and calamities. And you have said, No, appoint a king over us. So now present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and clans. When Samuel had all uh, Israel come forward by tribes, no? the tribe of Benjamin was taken by Lot, then he brought forward the tribe of 
uh, Benjamin clan by clan and Matris clan was taken. Finally, Saul, the son of Kish, was taken. But when they looked for him, he was not to be found. Anong is nun? Tinawag. Saul. Okay? And verse 22 sabi, So they inquired further of the Lord. Has the man uh, come here yet? Andito na ba si Saul? And the Lord said, Yes, he has hidden himself among the supplies. Can you imagine, no? Ina-announce na. Our new king, Saul. Tapos nagtago siya sa CR. Ay na lumabas. He was so afraid. He hid among the supplies or among the baggages. So they ran and brought him out. Tinulak siya palawas. And as he stood among the people, he was a head taller than any of the others. And Samuel said to all the people, Do you see the man the Lord has chosen? There is no one like him among the, among the people. Then the people shouted, Long live the king. Then Samuel explained to the people the rights and duties of kingship. He wrote them down on a scroll and deposited it before the Lord. Then Samuel dismissed the people to go to their own homes. So why was Saul hiding when God had called and confirmed his calling? No, bakit nagtatago siya? <clears throat> bakit ay nalumabas? I think human nature, fear. No, there's always that fear. Uh, maybe Saul didn't trust the plan because it seemed so unreal. No, bakit ako? I was just looking out for my father's donkeys. Then the next thing I know, You want me to be king. My friends, that's how God works. That's how God works. God doesn't care if it makes sense or not. And God doesn't need our permission to change our lives upside down. God doesn't need our permission. Remember that. And God changed the heart of soul, which led to changing his life forever. Being chosen doesn't mean you will finish well. Again, being chosen by God to be a Christ follower doesn't mean you finish well. But being chosen means you have a responsibility. A responsibility to obey God and to make disciples of all the nations. Now, why did Saul hide when his name was called? Well, I ask you the same questions today as we end. Why do you hide when your name is called? Why do we hide when God calls us to serve Him? Why do we shy away when God says, it's your time to serve Him? Is it because of our fear of the unknown Is it because the fear of ano kaya ang ipapagawa ni God sa akin? What do I have to give up if I want to serve Him and follow Him? Is it because you're afraid of giving up your personal dreams? Is it because you're afraid that you have to give up your money, your cars? Or is it because we don't like the responsibility or we don't like the inconvenience 
of serving God. My friends, to trust God is to trust what He says okay, to us. To trust God is to trust that He is what He says He is and that He will do what He says He will do. My friends, life is not by chance. It is by God's design and calling. I'd like to end with this question for us to think. Do you have personal agendas, ambitions, and a desire for a comfortable life? And has this hijacked you from your willingness to live for God's plan? Is this the reason that we are hiding from God and we don't want to obey Him? We don't want to serve Him. We don't want to make disciples. We don't want to join a life group. Kasi we're afraid that we will have to give up something. We're afraid that it's going to cost us something. My friends, life is not by chance, but it is by God's design and calling. God bless everyone.